0: The Rights Ricky Sanchez podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code RTRS. And brought to you by Touchstone Electric Fireplaces. Get yours at zerodeadbirds.com. Use promo code TTP for 15% off. Big Barker therapeutic dog beds. Get yours at bigbarker.com. Slash Ricky. Adam Kasabi, the official realtor of The Process, serving the Delaware beaches at processrealtor.com, and also brought to you by Kinetic Skateboarding. Get 9.1% off your first order with promo code DAVESILVER. A very special Father's Day rights to Ricky Sanchez podcast, Mm. remembering great fathers like Chuck Okafer. Um, uh, As well, Brian Colangelo was on Australian radio for 19 minutes. I listened to that this morning. We'll give you a review
1: um jj reddick mentioned what's two s- what do you hear what's 19 minutes if you flip it around
0: <laughs> it is 91 it is certainly 91 um jj reddick mentions two sixers who work as hard as he does a former sixers player says Kawhi traveled uh we get to our carl landry record club review of brian F- fallon's local honey and two big guests to celebrate father's day that's right two fathers Mike's father and my father, technology willing, will, will join this the Ricky today.
1: Is, give me a nightmare.
0: <laughs> there are four brand new Ricky t-shirts available right now. Go to the t-shirt store section of rightsrickysanchez.com. The first ever Valone's Deli t-shirt. Um, that one, of course, the uh, maybe fictional, maybe not fictional deli, uh, by, owned by Joe Valone and... Um, And his his mother, Doris Valone, proceeds for that go to Prevention Point, Philly. Uh, The first ever Ricky Pride shirt, which I'm sort of embarrassed it took us till now to do a Pride version of the shirt. Um, But it looks really awesome. So thank you, Tanner, for that. And proceeds for that go to the Attic Youth Center in Philly. And then two shirts that are, uh, are based on Sixers Adams food list. That's right. A cantaloupe shirt and a chicken shirt. Really, just off-seasoning the shit out of the t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love them all. I thought Tanner did a great job on all of them. Even as a vegan, I think I'll wear the chicken one.
1: Couldn't be more off-season.
0: Yep. And then this week, uh, is Wednesday the 25th? It's Wednesday or Thursday, the twenty fifth. I can't remember. Uh, the twenty fifth. Mike script. Mike and his partner Patrick Kang. Skip for script for brotherly love will be available. Uh, proceed that'll be five bucks for the PDF. Also comes with art from Abby. Proceeds will go to the Coded by Kids (CBK) Academy and the Providence Animal Center Canine College. And all funds will be matched by our friends over at Touchstone Electric Fireplaces. So that'll be this week on the twenty fifth. Will be available for one week, and then will be delivered right after that one week
1: raise a little money for some charities that we love and have a couple laughs yep just a couple laughs
0: and we're looking forward to having patrick on the pod after the release so we can discuss the script mike's mike's writing part- partner patrick who has never appeared on the has, has he been on the pod maybe in like in one of your summer league things or no or never
1: uh, i don't think so i've okay. been in summer league with him but i don't think he was ever on the podcast he wrote an article okay. on liberty ballers years ago Mm-hmm. Uh, th- that the Sixers should draft Nick Johnson, who is a uh, undersized two guard from Arizona. Oh, sounds perfect. Uh, and and was it, I would have asked. Uh, he's on Tony Roden's uh, TBT team right now.
0: Ah, we were not able to ask Tony Roden. No, couldn't do that. I think we're gonna have Casper Ware on though. So that'd be great. Yeah, he I is a TBT. Casper uh, Ware. I'm gonna hook that up. Without any further ado, Amos and the Chef. Flatty! Welcome to the Rice to Ricky Sanchez podcast. I'm Spike Eskin along with a guy who has not written out his top 20 foods as of yet. That is Mike Levin. Good morning, sir.
1: Object to it. I like food. They don't need to be ranked. Wow, you object to the list. I object to the concept of a food list.
0: Wow, can I tell you? So obviously we've all been figuring out new ways to, uh, to, have, to enjoy ourselves at home. And last night, my wife and I are eating dinner in the backyard, we finish up, she had picked out a movie to watch. And I said, hey, do you wanna do anything before we watch the movie? And I swear to God, she goes, can we rank our top 20 foods?
1: Jesus. She's, she's too far gone. She poisoned her mind.
0: She's never listened to the podcast, I'm convinced, but she saw the food list and was infuriated, obviously, by Adams, then angered wow. by AUs. Um, so we sat with pen and paper and ranked our top 20 foods. So I have mine. My God. Yeah, it's really very sad. Um, so being that we're not going to talk sumo with Sam Kravitz as of yet, we got a suggestion from Daniel from Australia. Wanted to throw this one from to you good day spike and mike had an interesting idea maybe for your review segment that in australia at the moment our most famous sport afl has just restarted their season i don't know if you've seen the sport before but it's one of the best to watch in my opinion anyways but yeah maybe if you guys wanted to review a game or something i think that would be awesome to get your reactions too i know espn are showing the games but due to the time differences it's extremely early for you guys and makes it hard to watch live if you have any questions about the sport i'd be happy to answer them afl is obviously uh rugby so uh, where's the r well i don't do they maybe not call it rugby down there they call it like rugby league oh do they i don't know why it's called the
1: afl then our 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 most favorite favorite sport our most famous sport three undiscernible letters yeah
0: (laughs) it's got to be australian league do they maybe call it football or something
2: Maybe, yeah.
0: I, I don't know. I never even looked it up. Well, we'll oh, get yeah. to that. Me, you no, never just, There's just no way to know. Yeah, there's no way to know. Uh, our Apple podcast, the only reason I'm reading this is because you highlighted it on your Instagram. The Apple podcast five-star review of the week. Good. Yeah, um, we're at 2,688. Uh, this comes from Hollis Thompson. We
1: which, don't know which, if it's- The only part that stinks.
0: Yeah, the only, we don't know if it's the real Hollis Thompson, maybe. The subject line, Levin Stinks levin stinks
1: right? wow you yeah no i sorry. think you probably pronounce it levin i think that's the right interpretation yeah okay but...
0: levin stinks is mike levin comedy writer and oxymoron this guy is the least funny person i've ever heard and his limited vocabulary and constant stuttering is so bad i wonder if his characters stumble through their sentences with constant No
1: sorry go back
0: I have to read it incorrectly?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right.
0: I wonder if his character stumble through their sentences with constant ums, likes, uhs, and buts to separate their words in his scripts. It's a shame The Rock Johnson will have his name forever tarnished by having this dorky valley girl on his show. Every show this guy has had a hand in has been a massive failure, but it doesn't stop him from begging for our people to watch his horrendous one-season-and-out shows. His Mm -hmm. laugh is also the worst, has, he has the Windex cleaner laugh, and it actually sounds like a 45-year-old woman's chuckle. Nope.
1: Women's chuckle. Thank you. I sound like a collection of 45-year-old women <laughs> chuckling. Uh, I don't think he realized the trial and error got two seasons.
0: Oh, fucking idiot. So, what a fucking idiot Wow, that guy is. Yeah, fucking uh, fool. I know. We
1: appreciate the constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Um, I will take that under advisement and adjust accordingly.
0: What is a Windex cleaner laugh? I've no never idea. heard that
1: before. Okay. Not, a, not a, I don't know. Hmm. All right, like squeaky? I don't know.
0: You don't have a squeaky laugh? I don't know. I don't know what you're. Well, I don't ever really. Do you laugh even? <laughs> I guess you, you just, just laughed bat? there. Yeah. Is that right. a Windex cleaner? I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go back and review the tape. Just to say, also, but, I, I,
1: I do love that everyone calls him the Rock Johnson. That's yes, his full name, that's what we all call him. Uh, in person, he demands that we call him that. It's very good. What would it take for you? Did you listen to the JJ Reddick and on on Bill Simmons podcast? No, and and it's because I just can't stand listening to Bill. I, okay. I know it's the opposite for you, but well, it's both for me at this point. Sure,
0: yeah. We we got a, a tweet uh from a regular listener, <clears throat> Brian, and he said, I'm gonna. Need you guys to listen to JJ Reddick on Bill Simmons' podcast, and I said absolutely not. And he said, please just listen to the first five minutes. He mentions two of our uh, guys or former guys. So obviously, the the topic came up. I, I went and listened to the first five minutes. The topic came up almost immediately, brought up by JJ Reddick about how hard he has worked in quarantine, and he believes that he's gotten even better during quarantine because he's working so hard. And he was asked by Bill, are there any other players that are like you that just work so hard like you do? And the first two players he brought up were Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Now I ask you, is it a direct shot at Simmons and Embiid that he mentioned not them and mentioned Harris and Butler? Is that like a sneak
1: diss at all? Probably. Like end of analysis.
0: Okay, all right. (laughs) And then that's all I have. What do you think? Well, I mean, obviously it is. I don't think it's a. I, I think I don't think he has a problem with Embiid. I I think like there was a. My bigger question, like the the second part of it, is: Do you think the vets on the team talk about those two separately from them? And I kind of almost think that they do. I kind of almost, especially because none of the vets have been here for very long, you know, and that there's a, it's easier for them to, you know, get along with another guy who's 30 years old and been in the league for 10 years than a a 23-year-old. But I I just wonder if it's like this thing that they all talk about these two guys and that I wonder if that happens with every young player who is, it was highly regarded or if it is specific to them or somewhere in the middle.
1: I think absolutely it happens, especially like, you know, you think about LeBron coming into co- into the NBA mm-hmm. and, you know, Ricky Davis was claiming it was his team and like yep. wasn't like Anton Jamison there. Yep. Um, it was a weird collection of guys that were, that were not. Well, Anton know.
0: Jameson I don't think was there right away. That was when they tried to get, uh, Amari Stoudemire and couldn't, and then they got Anton Jamison, I think. Mm-hmm. But it was like three or four years into.
1: But there were a bunch of those older guys, yes, that were around that were just not going to sort of cede control to this right. teenager, right right, uh, right? right. Even though he was the number one pick. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I, I think it's just when you've been in the league for long enough, whatever. Now Embiid's been there for a long, so I, I don't I don't know how much the shit he gets, but uh, I I can see why you'd be reluctant to be like this because it's a 19 year old kid or 20 year old kid whatever i don't he doesn't know anything and so i think it probably happens all around like if i was on a and i know that this does happen when people kind of just randomly get a show but if i was on a show where the showrunner was 25 mm-hmm. and they were making the decisions for and having to like you know people that are in their late 30s 40s 50s are having in the writer's room that have been there for whatever 20 years mm-hmm. or having to defer to this 25 year old person i'm sure that i mean 100 percent there'd be grumbling there would be yes. absolute like this, what the fuck's going on this is bullshit like talking about them when they're not in the in the room all that stuff and so i'm sure that happens with Embiid and simmons because they're it's like well if they took the lead of this thing if they were you know right. if they should just work yeah. out each other's shit you know i'm sure all the time I, and i think with every team um and because simmons and beat are both not you know vocal You know, grab control of the team leaders, Mm -hmm. you know. um, I think it probably happens, you know, on an above average amount here.
0: And then I wanted to play you some audio. Tobias Cyrus was on with Ernie Johnson, and Ernie Johnson asked him about thank you to Sixers Reddit, which I um, check for news but will not post on because they fucking, too many of them hate me. Um, I, they were, we were in Indiana. And for New Year's Eve, for Fly the Process, and uh, I, I was walking by, at the pre-party, I was walking by this group of uh, people, and they were like, hey, uh, we're from Sixers Reddit. And I was like, nah. <laughs> They're like, what? It's like, you guys are too mean. Sorry. And I deal with Twitter, uh, and I, the Reddit is too mean for me. But um, Ernie I've never, Jeff, I've never gone on Gone on uh, Sixers Reddit? No, what's it, going it's, on it's, there? It's a-, it's it a Lawless? yeah it's all lawless the the reddit is lawless, but there are moderators, but the laws they like the laws are you're not allowed to promote your own shit. The laws aren't you can't roast somebody, you know that's not what the laws are, but it is a good place for what I found is it's a good place to to like, it's a good news gathering place because everybody's looking at anything. So I look at it for that, but it is not a great discussion place as no place on the internet truly is a good discussion place. But I, I found this 30 second clip of Tobias Harris who was asked by Ernie Johnson about the Kawhi Leonard shot. And this is what he said.
2: Take me through your perspective of that shot. Well,
3: when he got the ball, you know, it was funny about
0: like uh, in early in the pandemic. JJ Reddick texts me out of nowhere. He says, "You know, Kawhi traveled," and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was "Out of nowhere, he like, "You know, Kawhi traveled." So then I went on and I watched. And I was like,
3: "He definitely did travel when he caught the ball." <laughs> but,
1: uh, there you go. They're still absolutely. thinking about it. Yeah. hundred percent. We yep. said that. I've i I've, I've said that forty five times. Yeah, he tries. He takes it. He grabs it. Goes a few steps, and the clock doesn't start on time. It's all. I'm still mad. That's the last playoff game the Sixers have had.
0: Yeah, maybe ever. You never know. Maybe ever. Maybe ever. Um, the Rice Ricky Sanchez podcast is brought to you by Big Barker Therapeutic Dog Beds. the uh, the The process pups keep rolling in. I got a new one from uh, Brett in Oakland. Two process pups sleeping on the same bed. I love it. Semi, a giant uh, pit mix, and then Savage, a tiny little dog, both sleeping on the Big Barker together. Um, they're great beds. They're the only ones on the market that are engineered by experts to support your dog's joints. They're the only ones that prove to others when they come into your home, hey, I love my dog. It's the only way to prove that you love your dog. Go to bigbarker.com slash Ricky, bigbarker.com slash Ricky. Get your um, Big Barker with a process pup patch, two of them, and I was thinking, Mike, for um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Province Animal Center is having their bark in the park in October. Um, and who knows like how it'll work, whether everyone will be able to be in one place or people will do it virtually. But we'll have a team again, and we'll do a T-shirt. And I was thinking, for the T-shirt this year, a take off of the um, names shirt with all the process pup names on the back. <laughs> rather than the the sixers player good names i right. think that's a good one yeah Right. go to bigmarker.com slash ricky um we Big Barker has been a sponsor for a, a few years now, and they are uh, great folks. Eric's a great guy. It's all a local company. The uh, The beds are made here, uh, right here in the Delaware Valley, and it's a really high quality product. You can see if you go to the process pup section of RiceRickySanchez.com, you can just see how supportive the beds are. It's you know Most beds, you see a dog on it. It basically sinks to the ground. Who wants to sleep on the floor? Not your dog. Get them a real bed bigbarker.com. There is a 10-year warranty on the bed. The foam doesn't flatten or they replace it for free. A one-year at-home trial. You try it for a full year. If you don't like it, they will not only refund your money, but they'll pay for the shipping. And dogs understand that. Dogs understand that they have a year to like the bed. And okay. they understand what shipping could cost for something mm-hmm. that size. Um, and as I said, it's called Big Barker, but they have tiny ones and big ones for any size dog. Uh, big Barker dog beds. Burr-burr. Before your dad gets here, which will happen, I think, in about four or five minutes, mm-hmm. uh, technology um, allowing, uh, a... Carl Landry Record Club this week, was it's moved to Sundays now because of our uh, our shift, um, is Brian Fallon's Local Honey. Um, Brian Fallon is the lead singer of the Gaslight Anthem, a band that is uh, really good, has been dormant for a couple of years now. Um, a couple of, I, I believe, two nearly perfect albums from Gaslight Anthem. Um, this is a second solo record. I enjoy the fact that it is eight songs and about twenty-eight minutes long. I Do you love like your short a short album. Well, it's just like it allows me to. One of the problems with having every song available to you in the world on your phone is that the commitment to 65 minutes of music from one band. Makes it sort of mentally harder to do. And uh, though I I like to try to do it, um, for a while, while iPods were still a thing, I would put five albums on my iPod and that was it. So I wasn't uh, taunted by the rest of everything. So I like a good uh, Green Day-esque 30 minute album. Um, This is his solo record. His solo stuff sounds like Gaslight Anthem uh, if it was high, like sort of just mellowed out Gaslight Anthem. I I really enjoy everything that Brian Fallon does. I like the first solo record. I really like this one. Um, My two favorite songs are When You're Ready and I Don't Mind, but I like the whole thing. Um, I've never heard you. I've never... I don't know if we've talked about them before. I don't know if you're aware of Gaslight Anthem or if you're a fan. Unaware. Okay.
1: Brian Uh, Fallon's Local Honey? Thought it was nice. Thought it was raw. Yes. I don't know if I have any terms for it. It was very quick. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. um, I thought it was... uh, raw in a uh, honest sort of emotional way. I think he is. There's a, um, you know, like if you've ever listened to, I'm trying to put it in a musical place if you've never listened before, um, but you probably have never listened to these bands either. If you like Against Me, if you like The Loved Ones, if you like um, Hot Water Music, it all sort of fits in that same world. And it definitely sounds like Springsteen just way better. Just imagine if Springsteen had good songs. So I give a thumbs up to Brian Fallon's uh, local honey. So, thank you for that suggestion. This week is uh oh, Devin Gilfillian. And the name of the album, I just picked it because the name of the album looked cool Black Hole Rainbows, suggested by Ricky listener James. Devin Gilfillian's Black Hole Rainbows. So, we have that coming up. Um, you want to do a
1: mailbag question while you're, uh, we wait for your, your dad? Sure. When he when he comes on, it's going to be I told him he's on the podcast right away. So I'm looking out for him to, you know, it's going to be him in his underwear or something.
0: <laughs> um, the mailbag brought to you by Kinetic Skateboarding. Go to Kinetic Skateboarding.com, get 9.1 percent off your first order. Um, some new uh, mesh shorts from Kinetic. Awesome. They look like Kinetic University. It's got like a rooster on it with a big K on its chest. Love the mesh shorts. So mesh champion shorts now at at Kinetic. First question. um, Let's go to the one from Alexandra. Thanks for doing these during the pandemic. Love all the non-basketball related interviews, especially with the hoagie hour. Looking forward to maybe having those guys back on. Basketball related question. I was listening to the pod where a listener suggested a female head coach, and got to thinking: Is there a future of co-ed professional basketball? What do you think?
1: I, uh, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, just size-wise, yeah, it's just not. It doesn't seem to be possible. But I don't I, think that that means that. Uh, you know, men coach women, so women should be able to coach men. Sure, sure, sure.
0: Yeah, strategy-wise, it, it's all the same. But yeah, I agree. In normal basketball, the size and, and physicality of men, it it just not wouldn't make for a great product. I do think though that if there were more sort of horses, a bad game to say, but the skills competition type things, if they yeah. could mix it up that way, I think a good way to popularize the WNBA would be to Oh my God! Now our listeners can definitely see it before he's connected to the audio. Um, muted, still uh, yeah. muted. He's got to
1: unmute himself. I just press clicked. the button on your thing. There we go. There uh, we go. <laughs> <laughs> In the
2: Ricky mask, <laughs> you got it. No, no hat. Ricky mask. There you All go. right, I was All just for right. your. For your pleasure, wait. With you know that action.
0: I I would like to say this. Mike knows that I have uh, um, sort of anarchist tendencies toward uh, politics and politicians. It is a shame that this mask thing has become a political thing uh, for everyone. It is literally the easiest and best thing you can do when you're around other people to prevent people from getting the disease. It, is literally the it, easiest it is, and best so, thing.
2: So it is so. T- Typical though that even something as basic yep. as protect yourself, protect other people becomes a thing. Yeah, you know, everything it's, becomes it's a thing. Stupid. Yep. Do you think former not
1: former Sixer CEO Adam Aaron uh, <laughs> having, to, <laughs> having to backpedal on on saying he doesn't oh, want to get into a political Jesus. controversy, but then gets into a political controversy about masks oh, inside? It's
2: painful. Like that. That wouldn't be controversial. Let's put that in. Well, the, there's the a big sh- big. big <laughs>
0: <laughs> the shame of it is, is that it. Unfortunately, it it would be, but it's the right thing to do. So um, I'm I'm glad they're doing it, and I'm I'm sorry that they will face some sort of political backlash for not getting your COVID sweat on other people. Oh, uh, Please. So um, I wouldn't share my questions with you. Uh, What's uh, his angle,
2: Mike's dad? <laughs> well, okay. What angle would you like? <laughs> yeah, There's I'm, of, sitting, load I'm load. sitting outside. Yep. Very nice. Yeah, I, I, we're at uh, Uncle Ron and Aunt Anita's, and oh wow! And so there could be some hot takes because the dogs—they got big dogs. They there got go. two two goldens. So we well, first be... of all, Happy Father's
1: Day. We haven't talked yet. I woke up and started doing this podcast. So Happy Father's Day to you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's usually what you do. Just wake up. Get in front of that mic.
0: Yep.
1: No, well, it used to be fine. I used to pretend to, I could still look okay.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you for the happy Father's Day. Uh, uh, you are certainly one of the. You're the last reason that I'm in this position. <laughs> the last
0: one. Wait, what does that even mean?
2: Well, I'm he has three last. older siblings.
0: So oh, think. okay. Like literally the last. Literally <laughs> yeah. the last one. Well, speaking of his older siblings, I have to ask were you aware? Of what an asshole Puff Andy was in in his college
1: years. We've like, talked about this, Spike. You were the asshole in our house.
2: <laughs> 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 so you know, a freshman and a senior. Really, yep. I mean, yep. it's just it's going—it's inevitable. Yeah, but yeah, it, but it—it it, it was a funny time. We love Syracuse. We love going up to Syracuse. We like going up to Ithaca. It was nice ride. Good, good times.
0: Well, what are the odds, really, that? I would work with Andy and then Mike and I will have this podcast. Uh, and, in, in, infinitesimal. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I think everyone would want to know, Mike as a teenager, could you tell us what Mike was like as a teenager?
2: Same. So so he's told enough teenage stories. I mean, even the bowling pod, he gave you some, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, some 15, 16. Yeah. He, was, he, he was, we were very lucky uh, as parents because the, all four of them were, were good. They were good. I mean, they they Mel got, wasn't. They, they, <laughs> well, and then, of course, there's all the stuff you did that we didn't know about or that we didn't admit to knowing. So then there was that. But basically, oh, they much. were really solid kids. And yeah, Mel, you know, Mel had her issues. But, <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> no, uh, I mean, we're all good people. And yeah, well, come on hey, I had my issues. It sure. was
1: the 60s. Still do.
2: Uh, yeah. True. <laughs> well, I
0: can t- I can explain one issue is that you spent uh, the hour and a half prior to the live Ricky two years ago telling everyone in shouting distance <laughs> who the surprise guest was going to be. Can you <laughs> uh, see
2: I thought that was a fate to complete anybody there wouldn't be able to tell anybody else.
0: Uh, all, yeah, so- social media and phones. So the story is that we line up, Elton Brand gets announced as um, uh, general manager of the Sixers. And within 48 hours of that, we line up for Elton Brand to make a surprise appearance, thanks to the Sixers and thanks to Elton, at Live Ricky. Went over really, really well. I was walking through the crowd, and I believe it was one John Wintermute who said to me- Who's who's very trustworthy. I told (laughs) him. yeah. let's just let's let's so he he goes to me hey don't worry i know who the special guest is there it is and he go, i go <laughs> i go the fuck you mean who told you and i immediately you know as as we've gone over on the pod i'm very tense before podcasts so yeah, i noticed that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so the idea that someone would tell and i he told me it was you and i got
2: furious um how you many people did you tell? Very not just a couple a a bunch. John, another trustworthy the guy, and I forget his name because I forget everybody's name, but another very trustworthy person. That Ron. was it? Okay. Ron, that's right. Ron. Oh, Ron, Ron Pesheri is is yeah. also
0: very trustworthy,
1: and he's also time- wearing a shirt that said "It's Elton." <laughs> <laughs> we should. He's, he's not a. He's a look. Not a guy that you want to tell secrets to that you don't want to get out. No. One time, that's, that's I was, what, I was in about four years ago. Uh, I was, I had to delay my trip back home because I wanted to stay to go to a Beyonce concert. And I was like, don't tell mom because then we're going to be, I'll miss the like Sunday brunch or whatever she had planned. So just say like I had work or something. And then mom's like, how was the concert?
2: <laughs> like, well
1: well this, i guess this, you found out this up.
2: became <laughs> this became a you know why aren't they coming in why you know and if you don't tell me i mean that's like a marriage oath thing
1: <laughs> there you go
2: wow. <laughs> so this is I was the first time sorry. he's admitted
1: to telling her there you Being go so I'm glad saying, i got him on the podcast to finally call it i
2: up. don't know i may have confirmed it she probably knew because <laughs> <laughs> you you can you're not good at keeping secrets Great. either okay. your face <laughs> so
0: let me ask you, this. you're a, a, a diehard Ricky listener. You've probably missed very few episodes in its history. None. None, None. not one. Not one. Is, if you were to say it is a little more one or the no. other, you had to pick one or the no. other, how much of it is you enjoy it and how much of it is keeping tabs on Mike? That's a great question.
2: That is a good question. And it really, it, I enjoy it. Because it, and I've said this before, it brings me back to the days. I always like to drive the kids around. So people go on bowling, people, you know, I'll take a ride. Because you sit in the front seat, you're a fly on the wall. And they just talk back there and you hear stuff. Mm. And that's the podcast for me, except more (laughs) adult-like. I get to hear stuff. Stuff comes out. It's fun. Plus, I enjoy it. You guys have a nice... Yeah. A nice uh repartee. There you it's, go. Uh, fun. Fun to listen to. Uh people wonder what is wrong with this laughing hyena in the middle of the you know, Whole Foods uh, aisle that I'm listening <laughs> to this podcast <laughs> laughing my head off. There you go. <laughs> you don't well, I, listen at, at like the, 2x or anything, do you? I just
0: want to make sure you listen no, at normal no, speed, I'm, right?
1: Okay. I, normal speed. Normal okay. speed, okay. no wow. problem. That's commitment. Yeah. Uh why did you raise me to be a Sixers fan?
2: I, there's just, it's no answer to that question. Sixers, <laughs> Eagles, Phillies, genetic, part of the genetic, if they took and did a genome of anyone in our family, there'd be a Philadelphia sports chromosome in there. Yeah. So it, you had no true Alarm scientist. <laughs> Look at your sisters living in Phoenix for the last God knows how many years. Her kids are Philadelphia. They, they consider themselves... It is. Yeah. Uh, lo- Long-suffering. You inherit the misery. What is Speaking of misery, what is... I mean, the Kawhi
1: shot we were next to each other for, um, and then I was face down on the ground for a while. <laughs> what is the... Was that the worst moment of Sixers fandom for you in your life?
2: Uh, no. I mean, it was – because this team is – the Sixers have some game seven losses that in the, in the 80s, the seven Sixers, there was, there was the Sixers in the 60s that lost to Boston. It was painful. It was just painful. Are you guys frozen? I'm not – hearing. (laughs) It's you, it's you. There there we go. All right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there were, there were game seven losses at home to Boston. I mean, there were other, this was hard, but you know, at least we got to experience it together. Sure.
0: Do you think they would have beaten, uh, the, like, okay, let's say the Kawhi shot doesn't go in, it goes into overtime. What is we, uh, this? Is a long standing Mike and I disagreement. Yeah, your honest opinion it goes yes. into overtime. What they win happens? game seven, they win game seven, Well, they have to get past game six first. Hold on, uh, they, no, they, and they, was, they win. Oh, that six, was game seven. seven, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, so they win game seven, and then what happens in, in the Milwaukee
2: series? They go to the finals.
0: <sighs>
2: <Both wrong. laughs> oh, 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 no, it's just I can't, you know, I, I am a forever optimistic. And mm-hmm. especially in retrospect.
1: <laughs> oh, easy to be optimistic in retrospect.
2: Oh, always, always, always. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time. It's I moved on already this year. This year, although this year couldn't be any stranger.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, what, what's uh, how's it been for like you? I, I I'm actually just curious. My, my dad. will get to it when my dad comes on. But he's now walking like 15 miles a day. Um, wow. Yeah. That's he's, good. Well, wow. he's fucking nuts is why he is. <laughs> how, how, how has it been like for you? I mean, what's your experience through this been like? It, I had I had seven weeks
2: of being at home, which was a real preview of retirement. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Mike knows this. I, I was good at it. <laughs> I, I was. I mean, I, I'm back to work at this point. It's a very controlled kind of circumstance in the office. But I'm working the same number of hours I did now before. Uh, it was tough not playing ball. It still is. I mean, all of the I, I, that that's hard. Yeah. Uh, although the rims are back up, you you saw that on your walk spike. Uh, the rims are back up, so I've been able to get out and shoot a little bit, and that's been good. But
1: it's it's usually, weird. Usually, usually you play basketball twice a week. At uh, two games a week, yeah. Two games a week at age sixty-seven. Yes.
2: Pretty good, yeah. Well, and, what, and
1: what's your and what's your game like? Describe for the yeah. matches what your game is like.
2: All right. So if I had a lot more bas- basketball talent <laughs> and a lot and, and was a foot taller, eight inch or nine inches taller, it would be sort of a little bit of Matisse <laughs> working on the outside oh, shot for okay. the last fifty years. <laughs> but hustle guy, defensive guy, yeah.
1: To me, it's more like a Reggie Evans. Oh, Oh. goodness. That's different than Matisse. That's That's way different.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Although, although, although you've been on the receiving end of some of the uh, down low action. So, yeah, the elbows are
1: are firm and strong, even, even when I was a kid, they always (laughs) have Hey, you no no,
2: no free lunch. You got to earn it.
0: Uh, Glenn, we got to talk about one of our sponsors here. So you're going to have to cool it for a second. Is that all right? All right. Uh, we're going to talk about our sponsor, Adam Kasebe, official realtor of the process. Um, you know, one of my friends is looking for a house in Philly, and I mentioned to him about Adam. Uh, look, even though Adam's specializing and he can't sell you a house in Philly, he specializes in Delaware and, and Delaware beaches. If you have any questions about anything, any uh, refinancing, buying a home, all of that stuff, go to Adam Kasebi because he will be able to hook you up with the right person and give you advice. And especially if you're not buying a home from him, he's got no horse in the race other than making sure that, that you get the right answer, like, and, and then making sure that you're happy. So he's your guy. It's K S E B E. But if you're buying a home, Delaware beaches, I've, we've talked about the advantages of it a hundred times. uh, property taxes. Down the shore in Jersey, you're talking 10, 15 grand a year. In Delaware, you're talking 500 to $1,000 a year. That's such a massive difference when you are thinking about leasing out the house to renters, you know, for a good part of the year, having them basically pay your mortgage—think about just ten or fifteen thousand dollars off the cost of that—and that's what's happening in Delaware. And I actually think it's a way better experience. Um, next time we talk about Adam, we'll talk about Bethany. We've talked about Rehoboth and Lewis so far. Um, we have a in I think second week of July, we'll be able to say the name of the Ricky listener who purchased a Lewis house from Adam. Very exciting. It is a very exciting name. A very very exciting name. I prefer Lewis, a uh, quaint little town, like basically empty beaches, there's some woods in there. Uh it's like a 15-20 minute drive from Rehoboth. All the the where do you buy all the the clothes that are on sale? Uh the outlets. Very the close. Store. To the, yeah, the store, <laughs> the Rehoboth outlets. All that and and uh interest rates by the way lowered again. There is never going to, if you can afford it, there's never going to be a better time than in the next six to 12 months to buy a home. Like never a better time. Get yourself a vacation home in the Delaware beaches. Do it with Adam, a Ricky fan, process truster, good man, 302-864-8643. You can call him or text him. That is 302-864-8643 or email him, adam at processrealtor.com. Back to Glenn. (laughs) So you're, uh, what is your favorite Mike-associated television show so far?
2: Well, any of the episodes he's written. Oh, that's um, a it, cheating. It, no, on. but it's, it is. I, I, and of course, just sitting there trying to figure out what jokes he wrote that he slipped in, you know, Sure. I, a, yeah. Did you write, did you where you, did you write one of the how I met your mother? Did you get no. a shot at that? Right. Not even so close. It was the, it was, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was the uh, next show that you got to write an episode. The grinder. Of course. That's the one.
0: Very I really bad. enjoyed so, the grinder to yeah, be. Nice uh, yeah. The grinder I think is a really good show. If if there's is it on it's gotta be online somewhere, right? For people to it watch. It
1: was on Netflix. I don't know if it still is. Okay. Grinders is so a do you, really fucking good show. Do you get any
2: green envelopes from any of those episodes? In the
1: past? Uh, I, I'll get, I get, well, I only wrote the one episode of the grinder, co-wrote it. Right, um, right. and so I'll get, occasionally you get a green envelope with some like, you know, 27 cents and residue. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, Pretty good. Oh,
2: right. uh, yeah. No, it just see, hearing his voice in these is always what's, what's fun. Uh,
0: three favorite Sixers since the process began.
2: Uh, it's not, you know, I, you gotta, you gotta, I mean, I'm not, I'm saying TJ first, but not necessarily, but you gotta put him on. If I got three, I got him. Robert Covington, you gotta love. I mean, he, he just, he's a listener. Come on. Yeah. He's yeah. He's, he's, besides his game, how, how much better he got, how hard he worked, how much it mattered to him. And, uh, I mean, it, it, the the process is the process. So, Joel, what an interesting a save three. No, a, what an interesting guy. I mean, you know, considering the Cameroon and and just all of uh, the the things that he's overcome. Whenever you read anything about him in high school, it was like he was he needed to learn how to play. And now, it, you know, literally less than what seven eight years later, he's. He's sees a force. Hopefully we see him holding the trophies. That is what he, that's needs to happen.
0: You know, I was thinking about Joel and how much we talk about how we, we think we really know Joel and we don't really know Ben. Yeah. But the more I think about it, we don't really know. Like, Joel has become, I think, uh, less and less, less and less known as time has gone on. Like I, I would really I've never read a, you know, he wrote the the couple of um uh what what's that website where the athletes write the stuff? Players, Players Tribune. Players Tribune things. The second one was basically an advertisement um for uh for shoes. But um I I've never really heard an interview with him or seen an interview with him in the last few years that was really like I feel like um where he is opening up and, and I'm not, that's not, not to be critical, but I almost think because he's a more emotive, we think we know him better, but I almost think that it's, um, it's like a, like a red herring or something like we don't really know who he is. He, he knows how to make us think that we do, but not that how he really does. I, I would really like to know who he is better than I think that we do. Have him on the pod. <laughs> oh, well, we're trying, man. He's there. Yeah, years yeah. of trying, years and years of trying.
1: Dad, I have a question. Um,
2: thoughts on Howard Eskin? Oh, boy, before we have him on, yeah, right. So, so, so you know, I am I grew up probably 15, 20, 15 minutes away, went to the same, for sure, went to the same junior high and high school, a couple of years behind Howard. Northeast high school. Northeast Northeast High School, yeah, Northeast High, and if you're 67, yeah, you'd be two years behind him. Yeah, two years behind, and so I knew a lot of people in his class, and and he was a known entity then. Howard worked. I mean, the guy—you cannot not give him credit for a lifetime of of, of achievement. He he literally established a, 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 you know, sports talk radio. You, You know, give me two names, and one's him. And presence on TV. He has a persona. From what I've heard from my sources, he's really a nice guy and a, 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 a sweet man. But now that's not his persona. That's not, not how he became Howard, <laughs> Howard Eskin. Uh, but, so my thoughts are, I, 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 I don't know him, uh, but I certainly admire what he's done with his life. And it certainly has come from hard work hardest working man in the sports entertainment business
0: that, that is crazy that you guys like the connections go okay so there's me and andy in college i don't think i knew that you went to northeast or you may have told me and i, I don't remember there's me and andy in college there's me and mike now and then you and my father were in the same high school at the same time it is pretty yes. fucking
2: crazy is what there a chance that, that you guys ever played basketball together it, it's conceivable that the, the the grad he went he I graduated in seventy, so he would have graduated in sixty eight, and and that class was two years older, so there wasn't a whole lot of contact. I had a lot of contact with people who graduated in sixty nine and seventy, of course, but sixty eight well, was. You were probably yeah. in
0: the same graduating class as my mom, or or one year away. Maybe my mom's three years behind him. I just like um, to
1: imagine there was a basketball game when you're in. When Glenn and Howard were on the court together, and I can't imagine Howard plays much defense. Oh, there we go. Glenn's all all defense, Uh, and and just going for going up for a rebound. Howard thinking he's got the ball all to himself, and he just takes an elbow
2: from this underclassman (laughs) in the eye. Uh, Yes, that would have happened. If it happened, it would have happened that way. He would have not liked me. (laughs) There would have been words. (laughs) There we go. Uh,
0: Um. Has Mike ever said anything on the podcast you
1: wish he hadn't said? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she, and, says- and, have, and have you said anything that you wish he didn't say? Absolutely. The Any yeah. uh, sex with my mom stuff is what would have been. not, yeah, <laughs> not to be particularly yeah. beloved. Yeah. No. <laughs>
2: um, but no. Yeah, sure, there's always that. Uh, but, you know, look, this is a uh, free-flowing thing. There's no seven-second delay. No.
0: Um Right, my final question because i really actually want to avoid the the both dads on at the same time thing if we can good uh, thought. yeah um finally are you a spike guy or a mike
2: guy <laughs> well and again you're not getting anything <laughs> out of me you're getting i'm a some spike and mike mike and spike guy I'm, well i you know I'll take i think that
0: is a win actually
2: you yeah, can yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> he yes. enjoys the podcast in a way that i can't imagine anyone does
2: yeah
1: <laughs> and it's true yes because i i would never listen to this podcast if i no, wasn't i just wouldn't listen and he I'm, listens to every episode so you i'm sitting in
2: the front him. seat of the car driving. where do you want to go and i will take you and you guys can just sit back there and talk there you go now you have some you have some uh, people listening to you by the thousands <laughs> pretty cool pretty cool well, there well, Thanks, there is Dad.
0: glenn levin uh, we appreciate your time. Happy Father's uh, Day!
2: Happy so Father's Day! Now, I'll I, call you later. I, and I'm surprised he didn't say something. Oh, he's not wearing one of his shirts. But of course, he is wearing one of his shirts. The father of the pod, Sam Hankey. You're frozen, but I respect. Yeah, it. yeah. He's
0: we we haven't shirt. seen you change video in a while, but oh, I'm glad the audio geez. kept. Oh, he only yeah.
1: he has he has every single shirt.
2: Well, because yeah,
1: no, not every single shirt.
2: Most shirts. A lot of shirts. Yeah, I'm going to get the, uh, one of the four new ones, though. I think the, uh, the uh, gay pride one has the color that I'm looking for.
1: There you go. Yeah, there you go. All right, yeah. There he is. All right. <laughs> Thank you, go.
2: guys. I'm supposed to say something nice before I leave. Is that the new thing? Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. Okay, well, I love you both, and have a good day. <laughs> Wish I was there wherever either one of you are, and uh, have a good day. This is called the Tidy Exit
0: okay all right (laughs) there he goes well oh oh no his iphone's back it is and
2: leave (laughs) (laughs) leave meeting i'm
1: gonna start saying leave meeting at the end of everything yeah (laughs) (laughs) well there you
0: go um that's uh, it now the. oh my goodness look at this right on time Wait, he's got to uh,
1: unmute himself. Now he's muted. And it's so nice to see him muted. What a treat that is for yeah. me.
0: <laughs> you got to unmute. There he is.
3: Uh, I just turned it on. Yeah, I know how to unmute it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, can I mute the other people so I don't have to listen? <laughs> that sounds
1: good.
0: No, you cannot. Well, happy Father's Day. We just. Uh,
1: happy we just- Father's Day,
0: Howard. Oh, th- gee, thanks. <laughs> It's just,
3: it'll be a wonderful day if I don't hear uh, the word
1: P-R-O-C-E-S. Oh, there we go. It comes in always hot, hot yeah. right away. There's yeah, no, I, was, I didn't no even ramp want this. Up. There's yeah. no ramp up whatsoever.
0: Well, uh, so before, look, I don't want to fucking argue about basketball. I don't even care about basketball anymore. My my first question, because you've mentioned on the air, and happy Father's Day. Um, we mentioned on You've mentioned on the air, uh, how, how many miles you're walking now. So could you take us in, we, and we talked to Mike's dad about it. Could you take us into what your every day is like, where the miles come and what you're doing to, to take up time? Because you're, you're an out and about type guy, and this has prevented a lot of people from being out and about.
3: Well, um, well, because of the, uh, the heat, I've tried to now do it in two stages because the middle of the day is really hot. So I try to do it in the morning. I haven't done yet anything yet this morning. So I'm backed up. So morning later in the afternoon. So I'll do, I'll do it in steps and then I'm trying to, I don't look at the miles once I do steps, but in the morning, I try to do about 14,000 steps, which is seven. Okay. I'm averaging. Okay. I'm averaging about 27 to 28,000 steps now a day. So I did 30,000 last Sunday. <laughs> so then in the afternoon, I finish it up. I used to drive to the park, which is a little over a half a mile away. Now I just go around the block, walk to the park, do my loops around the park because there's, there's loops around this soccer field type park. Not many people there. Then I come back and I do more loops around the neighborhood. And then if I haven't gotten to my goal, I only did uh, about 24,500 last night. It was about close to 12 miles. So, when you're, As you're doing
1: I, it, are you kicking a can down the road as you're doing it? Like, <laughs> moving forward? <laughs> no, I have a basketball with a
3: picture of Sam Hinkey on it. I just <laughs> keep on kicking it down the road. And I'm kicking it to Palo Alto. I'm going to see if I can kick it to you Palo Alto. You can get there Alto. by now.
0: Yeah, well, uh,
3: (laughs) so, so anyway, so that's what, and then uh, the biggest week I did was like 191,000 steps. That was my biggest week. Uh, So I'm trying to do between 11 and 12 miles. And sometimes I get to between 13 and 14 miles.
0: So you figure so it's just about 20 minutes a mile if you're walking normal pace. What are you doing that entire time? Are you just alone with your thoughts? That seems like, what do you what do? you do? That seems dangerous. Uh, yeah. Well,
3: I try to connect, uh, and I, it gives me a chance to talk to people, uh, whether it's locally or around the country, whether it's, uh, I mean, players. I had a, uh, a person from the commissioner's office a couple of weeks ago, baseball commissioner's office, who heard the show. And called me, and we discussed about the situation going on there. I know the guy; I've known him for years. He works with the directly with the commissioner, so I've talked to him. Uh, occasionally, I'll talk to players. Uh, occasionally, I'll talk to coaches. Uh, people locally. Uh, I actually, believe it or not, I actually call some of the sponsors of WIP just to see how they're doing, uh, which because I've become friendly with them and gotten to know them. So I just, I'm interested to see how they're doing in business. Yeah. And like real, real world stuff, not the nonsense that you guys do. Uh,
2: what the fuck so, is that, <laughs> supposed to, what's that supposed to
3: mean? <laughs> this, this writes to Ricky, whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I do that. And then I listen to WIP and I see how, I know you guys use the F word. I just can't bring myself to do that sometimes. Uh, And to see how bleeped up they are with some of the, what the hell are you talking about? Uh, But no, I listen to it. And then uh, if there's something they've said informationally that they're not sure of, I'll either text uh, or call the producer and let them know. But I try to stay busy. You can't do basically, it's basically three three hours plus and not do anything and just right. think about what's going on because then you'll drive yourself crazy because what's going on in sports is basically nothing. Uh, I, uh, uh, you
0: remember Derek Boyko, right? Mm-hmm. Derek, so Derek Boyko used to be in charge of PR for the Eagles and now he is in charge of PR for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, he's from that area, right? He's from Buffalo. That, right. That okay. GMOvis but
3: here's he's, he oversees the Bills, the, the Buffalo Sabres mm-hmm. and their minor league hockey team because they're all owned by the same person the owner owns all of and he lives about two miles away and I haven't even seen him. He lives two miles and he, he's come home he's not in Buffalo now he still has his house here. So uh, try to catch up maybe on some of the things that he's heard about what the NFL hasn't made any decisions about what's going on with the NFL, uh, what their plans are, what their media plans are, what their camp plans are. So I'm trying to catch up on what's going on. Always and working. You see, what's that? Always working. Yeah, well, I'm trying to, because I'm interested, like what's going to happen with football season and camp. There's basically, and I think if I've talked to, and I've talked to other uh, PR people. I got to know a lot of the guys around the NFL to find out what they think they're doing. Nobody knows yet. But basically what camp's gonna be is one pool reporter as they see it right now, but there's no official word, and one pool camera, and nobody's gonna be there other than those two people. So I'm just trying to find out what's going on, how we're gonna get in touch with the players. It's obviously gonna be a lot of Zoom interviews. So it's all these different things that I'm trying to catch up on. So what am I gonna do at the end of July when camp starts? Is there gonna be a season? Uh, What's going on with college football? I mean, uh, I think Derek texted me or I texted him and texted some other people, 28 Clemson football players have tested positive for the COVID virus and what's going on in college, which can kind of lead to what's going on in the pros and then, uh, basketball, by the way, just so you guys oh, know, okay, okay, you know, uh, I had somebody who talked to Brett Brown. Now Brett would never tell me this. So it was a lot of different okay. things. I didn't get to all of it cause I didn't finish the conversation. And the one question that Brett was, do you think your players are going to stay in the bubble? And his response was, no fucking way. <laughs> it's just, so they already know that they're going to go outside the bubble. I, I, I don't understand. But that's, again, that's, it's, maybe you guys can debate it if you want. I, don't think, I just don't think they're going to be able to stay within it. Now, you're not supposed to be able to come back, and you have to be quarantined uh i got another you're doing a uh, whole I, show here
0: you're doing a whole show you, if i could ask you one question we're on like 56 sixth topic well i'm just
3: trying to give you guys i mean this is the full picture right but i'm just trying to catch up with what's going on I do i want to hear about the covid virus every day and there's more positive tests and you know the lunacy of trump and you know all the things that are going on and uh, I told my people to not test so much. What? <laughs> we don't know. We don't want to know if people. <laughs>
0: I think I, I think I found a I think I found a common ground between Mike and Howard for the first time ever. I didn't I'd get
1: an impression. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so oh, wait, I I have a question. So we we had we had Ike on uh, a week and a half ago, first time Ike was ever on, and you guys, you and Ike, had like a famously contentious, uh, relationship when you guys did the show together. And I used to get text messages from, uh, Taz who works at WIP, used to work at YSP. He'd be like, Hey, they're fighting again. And I'd be like, leave me alone. But now, now you guys get along. Um, Like, have you thought about the fact that you guys were so at each other's throats and now, like, actually get along well? I'm actually, I'm happy about that when I see it. You know
3: what? I don't think we really wanted to not get along. I don't think that was our intention. But there was things that, um, and I'll bring up the name of Andy Bloom, who's always remember, who was always nice to me. The problem is he was nice to everybody. And he didn't manage, and I'll give you credit. Uh, other than the morning show, you really don't, you manage everybody other oh, than here the morning show. I
0: manage the morning show. I just manage <laughs> yeah, them differently. Yeah, yeah. Everyone has to be managed differently. I manage uh, you yeah, differently. But that's too. not the
3: way it should be. But yeah. but it, it started with, um, you know, and, and I, I like Dyke. And it was kind of cool for him to tell me he knew me before he knew me because he watched the George Michael Sports Machine all the time and I had a segment on that nationally broadcast show, not the music, George Michael, the guy that was in yeah. broadcasting. Uh, and because I spun records for him and I did a segment on a show and Ike, that's how I had so many people, players and whatever that saw me on that show, Dave Rigetti of all people calls it, walks up to me and starts talking. He's, I don't know if he's still the pitching coach of the, of the San Francisco Giants, uh, but whatever. Uh, so I, so that was kind of, kind of cool that I knew me before he knew me and knew me as a player, and I got along great with Ike. But Ike, when he went into broadcasting, wanted to be the the driver rather than the passenger. Uh, you know, and you have to have a lead guy, and he's got to be the driver. And I, I don't know that you would disagree with that, but Andy Bloom told him something different than he told me. Okay, you can be the lead guy two days a week, one week, three days a week, another week, and, and then with the interviews, I mean, you. I actually have a method with interviews. I know really where I want to end it, and I, want, I, want to, I know how I want to get to that position and work my way through it. It's for instance, I'm still debating. I, I got in touch with OJ Simpson and he responded to me. Uh, yes, yeah, I got in touch with OJ Simpson. He follows me on Twitter, which is, I don't know why he follows me on Twitter.
0: So I don't, I don't know either, I, honestly. I, yeah. Well,
3: so I got a hold of him because I saw again the other night uh, ESPN did a thing on 1994. The Rangers won a Stanley Cup for the first time in 54 years. Arnold Palmer retired and OJ. And the chase in the Bronco, which, by the way, Ford is bringing the Bronco back on his birthday. I know, I know. Which is sick. Uh, So anyway, I said, let me see if I can get him on the air. So I I sent him a message. Wait a minute.
0: Hold on, hold on. You're doing your show again. We were on Ike and now we're on OJ. They are different people.
1: (laughs) I I, I I mostly just want to hear more criticism of Spike's job.
3: (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) uh, So anyway, so Andy Bloom said and then he didn't tell me that but he told ike that and then when i we both went into his office ike in the beginning of broadcasting wanted to be the guy ike's what he does is perfect it's perfect for what he does he's 50 percent a part of it but he's not the driver uh he's you know there's an engineer and then there's uh, there's somebody else so that's where our biggest problem came from and then we had issues with that because he rebelled that I was, I was the guy leading the show. Um, I mean, I always included him, but it didn't start off well because Andy Bloom didn't really, didn't lay down uh, some groundwork for what should have been done, but I I had no problems with Ike. I mean, I, I actually, Thought he was a good player. I was ill advised, but uh, it's just
0: ah. Uh, there we go. See, you got a big shot. Well, that's so, all right. It,
3: so it, but he understands. That. I, and he was stealing money at the end. I tell him he was stealing money. <laughs> when I he should be taken out in handcuffs for stealing money. Uh,
0: yeah. So Andy, Andy was my I, I i like I'm separating myself from what you said about <laughs> I was not there. I didn't know it. Obviously, telling you guys different things if that's what happened was was uh, was an yeah, issue. Well,
3: I'm... Yeah. I'll never forget the meeting we had together. And Andy just looked at me. I says, you told me that this is, you know, that you told Ike and he didn't respond, you know? So that's what it kind of went too far without getting in there and talking about it. And it's just, but yeah, so I'm, I'm cool with Ike. And he knows when I bust his chops, I bust his chops.
0: Uh, so it's not so, in, in any kind bef- of bad way. Before we continue, we have one more commercial we got to do. Um, Uh, gotta pay the bills howard gotta pay the bills gotta pay the ricky bills
3: you mean you guys actually get actually get money for this
0: well we we give away a good portion of it to charity but we do get money they pay to advertise you you've seen the live show i don't remember ever seeing your live show have three thousand people at it that's all i'm saying wow i don't just i don't remember that um Touchstone Electric fireplaces right there in Exton, PA. Touchstone is sponsoring the release of Mike's brotherly love script uh, in which the proceeds will go to the Providence Animal Center and <laughs> coded by kids. Um, you know, uh, Dad, actually, I always talk about the, uh, the fireplace in the house. And um, what Touchstone does is they make electric fireplaces where there's no chimney and no ash and no smell, and you don't have to go buy any of that fucking wood or anything. Wood, I know. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, right? Isn't the the real fireplace a pain in the ass?
3: Yeah, that's why I don't use it anymore. But I had plenty of wood. I cut down four trees. I could have kept the wood and let it. Uh, it has to sit for a while before. But yeah. I don't need the wood. Yeah. Uh, but no, it, it just uh, pain in the I ass. I have a pit. I have a pit in the back. That works off a of gas.
0: Uh, a fire pit in the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well that's not what we're talking about, though. We're just can you just confirm that the fireplace was a pain in the ass?
1: Hey, you open the doors, Mike. Like, <laughs> can't blame him <in> for walking through.
0: <laughs> for place. sure. Right. Touchstone electric <laughs> fireplace. Yes, your Honor,
3: Your Honor, you can open the doors. Uh, he opened the doors, Your Honor.
0: <laughs> you can you can have a beautiful fireplace in your home without any of the problems of a regular fireplace. No ash, no smell, no cleanup, no dead birds in the uh, uh in the chimney zero dead birds go to zero dead birds.com use promo code ttp for 15 percent off and if you go to zero dead birds.com you can see all the different ways that you can put the elect the touchstone electric fireplace in your house he's been getting frank from touchstone told me they've been getting a lot of um a lot of uh, orders for RVs because obviously you can't have a regular fireplace in an RV. But if you have a mobile home, you can put the touchstone electric fireplace right there in the mobile home too. Um, You get the crystal display, the log display, five different flame intensities and all different sizes, three feet wide to 100 inches wide, uh, easy to install, easy DIY, DIY installation. Go to zero dead birds.com. If you have any question at all, they've got you. They will take care of whatever question you have, whether it's online chat, whether it's email, whether it's phone, and they are, uh, they're operational. So if you order one, it'll be there in two to three days and a, uh, a sale going on right now too. So don't miss that. <clears throat> Go to zerodeadbirds.com, dead Use promo code TTP for 15% off touchstone electric fireplaces. All right. But I have a question. Oh boy. Okay.
3: Will Santa Claus fit down that chimney okay. for the fireplace? Or is there no fire, no chimney for that fireplace? You,
0: you are, as a Jewish man, a Santa Claus enthusiast. You love, you fucking love Santa Claus, right? You, yes, I do.
1: Uh, what is it about Santa Claus? I mean, I Santa have Claus? pictures
3: with Santa Claus when I was a kid. I probably have pictures with you as Santa
1: Claus when you yeah. were a kid. I think you appreciate uh, the show. You respect what Santa Claus does with his business as a <laughs> businessman yourself, the, 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 the bit. Well, I I love Santa
3: Claus. And how could you have Christmas without Santa Claus?
0: There you go. You used to, he used to dress up as Santa Claus and go over to his friend's homes that had children and visit as Santa Claus. True or false?
3: They never... Uh, true. They never knew who I was. I walked into a Chip Kelly news conference at Santa Claus. I remember that. He didn't, know, he didn't know at first, and he saw the Rolex watch, and that kind of tipped him off. Uh, and, then, and then I walked off the field at Santa Claus on Christmas Eve one game at the vet with Andy Reid, and he was kind of shocked because nobody stopped me walking off with him. And he still tells this story, and he looked down and he saw the Rolex watch. He said, if Santa Claus is wearing a Rolex, it must be Howard Eskin. So, uh, but nobody could tell who I was. I went out to, you know, kids and whatever. And I drove down the street, stopped one time. And the guy stopped me and he looked at me. The cop laughed. I, I told him who I was. I said, I'm just going to my next house. I said, I just don't <laughs> have, Ru- Rudolph's not helping me. So I'm just using the car. And <laughs> so he laughed. He says, all right, keep on going. Uh, but yeah, I love
1: Santa Claus. I still have the costume. I paid a lot of money for that costume. (laughs) I think you should start walking in the Santa Claus costume now.
0: Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Can you tell the story? I don't think I've ever asked you this story. So Mike, um, in in my parents' home, there is a thing hanging up and it's a newspaper article about when my dad was a was like before he was a radio personality was sitting so my grandfather used to have courtside seats to the Sixers and as they changed venues oh, yeah. the, those seats went back my uncle has them now they're like they're like six rows behind courtside now but there was this news article about um my father getting into an argument with Earl Monroe is that who correct it that is
3: absolutely 100 percent correct
0: as a fan can you tell me what happened uh, by the way,
3: uh, later, I had him on my uh, my show at a remote. Uh, oh, a remote. I've seen
0: that picture, too. I believe yeah. I've seen that picture, too. He's, right. uh, uh,
3: and he laughed about it, and he, he absolutely remembered it. So what Earl, Mon- Earl Monroe, who played high school basketball in Philadelphia, for those people that don't know the history of the NBA, because most of your people don't know the history oh, of the NBA, right. okay. uh, is, uh, don't know the history of the NBA, Earl Monroe, if you go on stages, Pete Maravich who they don't know. Then you're Earl Monroe, the way he handled the basketball and the way he moved around. And then it was Julius Erving was the next stage of that. But Earl was a Philadelphia guy and had, as we called him back in the day, rabbit ears. He heard everything. And obviously, we were on the first row. And I used to bust his chops. Uh, my father busted the chops of the officials. I busted the chops of the players. So I busted his chops. And just at one point, I forget he must have committed a foul, and I said, "You know what are you what are you screaming about? You committed the foul. Just shut up." Uh, so he came walking over to my seat, got right in my face. <laughs> He said, what the fuck are you going to do right now? What are you going to do right now? <laughs> and I said, I'm not going to do anything. What are you going to do? Uh, so the security guys had to come over and break us up. And the headline was from the Camden Carrier Post, even superfan can't help Sixers, because I guess they yeah. lost that night. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, it was on row, And we got into a face-to-face uh, on the side of the court there. Uh, and had to be uh, broken up by uh, it had to be
1: broken up by security people so, what sport even, were you best at as a as a as a young man
3: well, you know it's funny which one did was I, which one that I most
1: enjoyed baseball was
3: probably the one that I most enjoyed uh, because it was summertime uh you didn't have to worry about getting on a basketball court court I didn't like playing in the play. I used to go to a place called Max Myers because the playground near where I grew up really didn't the playground was in Ronhurst, but Max Myers had a lot of great guys. And then I played little league ball there and just, it wasn't little league. It was older than that, but I just, I guess it was baseball um, played multiple positions. Cause you didn't have to worry about getting a court or getting to a game. I was already on a team uh, football. I was really heavy when I was in school. So I wasn't that fast. We used to play on the street, but uh, baseball was the one that I probably enjoyed the most. And, I couldn't play hockey and I couldn't skate, so I didn't even try to skate. But I guess baseball I enjoyed most. Uh, although I I played all of them uh, and I was terrific in all of them. Uh, <laughs> ah, but- <laughs> there
0: you
1: go. Do you ever get tired but- of being? Uh, is there, are there any times when you're like, I don't want to do? I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the Howard thing. I want to <laughs> just be like a regular. Well, guy. actually, I'm just doing that to bust your chops. No, of, of course, <laughs> of course. But if there are there times when you don't. When you're like, I can't. I just got to just uh, sit here and I really like, recharge. Like, how do you recharge without, <laughs> well, without, I, I, back? I recharge. I mean, it's
3: just, uh, but you can't ever turn off people. If somebody sees you and wants to talk to you nowadays, the guy wants to shake your hand like a kid on the, on the block. And I think he's, uh, a little challenged. I don't know what it is that he has, but the neighbors, you know, they wave to me and whatever. I'm walking up the block. Kid comes out and wants to take a picture. I said, I can't do a selfie, but I'll stand behind you. So you just do, you're just nice to people, but you know, I'm nice to people when I see them, unless they're jerks. Uh, and then I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, you know, I'll say, of the I'll say, I'll say what I really think, but no, I, I, I'm just doing it to bust. I don't do that all the time. I mean, I just, when I see a person, if he asks me a question, I'll give him an honest answer. Uh, but I, I, I won't, I won't go crazy. Uh, no, I, I just, I just do what I do, but, it's kind of interesting. When I played any sport, I played the part that people didn't want to play. In basketball, uh, I was more efficient at passing the basketball, uh, trying to play defense. In baseball, I really enjoyed playing defense, whether I played third base or first base, and then I, I threw. I really could throw hard when I was young. It was all over the place, but I could throw
1: hard. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. and, and then football, I had a good arm. I, was, I forget who I was talking to uh, actually yesterday. And, um, oh, Steve Carlton was talking about his workouts with Gus Heffling. Yeah, I was in those workouts. The guys back when there was, wasn't social media the guys weren't afraid of you. I was friends with, I mean, Schmidt, Gary Maddox was in there. Pete Rose came a few times. Um, Carlton didn't play football. We, I, I exercised. I worked out with them. I knew about the rice pit and all that. But then we used to go out and play football. And I was the quarterback for one of the teams because I had a strong arm. And those guys were so fast. There was no way I could even think about covering any of those guys. <clears throat> so I was the one that was, and I had a pretty good arm. So we used to go out and play football. But uh, those are the things that, you know, quarterback was the only thing of a main thing. Otherwise, I just like to play defense. I uh, just, it was different like that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, weren't you? Because I remember being there. So you used to work out with Croce. That, that was Pat Croce's that first thing. Brumel, right? That was in Brumel. That was in I remember being there when you were, did you work out with Sean Bradley? Because I remember Sean Bradley being there. Did he work out with Croce or no? Uh,
3: they tried to was Croce what year was uh the Flyers went to Edmonton this is how I remember it went to Edmonton in 87 right so they went in 87 when was Sean Bradley there was was he there before that uh,
0: no he wasn't before 87 okay um, then but
3: I never worked out with Sean Bradley okay they sent some guys that they sent Roy Hinson remember Roy Hinson uh yes of course forward slash center so he came out because they wanted him to work harder the reason Croce got hired is because Moses got a little uh, lazy, gained some weight, and they wanted. And they talked to me about. I got Croce the job because they asked me about working out with him and whether they thought it'd be good. So in Edmonton, and, I, and the reason I remember this is Croce came up to me. He says, "You know who called me?" I said, yeah, "The Sixers." How'd you know? So, uh, and they called him to offer him a job as their uh, conditioning uh, guy, because I said, you know, he works you hard. Yeah. I I forget who we had a fight with. He had a fight with the guy. Wouldn't work out. He would fight, you know, he would punch him and do all kinds of things and do whatever he wanted to do. It was crazy, but it was good. It was close to here, but, uh, you know, that the Phillies thing was earlier than that. And then Gus Heffling at one point had left, but it was just a way to kind of hang out because I was friends with all the guys. So they didn't worry about it. Uh, we, we were ta- we talking
1: you mentioned you mentioned Croce. sorry you mentioned Croce. we were talking we were talking a lot about the Sixers owners oh boy and how these guys who don't live in the city who helicopter in yeah just buying rival I wonder who you're teams in different about.
3: sports
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, He's a what, what so what makes a good owner if you could if you could create the uh, the best Sixers owner what would you what kind of like traits do you want for that guy a uh, uh, a person that will spend whatever he can
3: Now, in basketball, there's a cap, but that doesn't mean you can't spend. It's like in baseball. You have a salary tax, but they spend so much on the minor leagues to develop, which the Phillies for years didn't do. Now John Middleton's doing it. But somebody that would spend what it takes, that doesn't mean you're going to win, wouldn't interfere and let the people that he hires do the job. And if they can't do the job, then you just move on and you get somebody else. But in the case of the Sixers, Uh, You know, if we're dealing with that, uh, Ed Snyder and Croce made no decisions. I mean, Croce was a figurehead. He put the sale together of the Flyers and the Sixers for Comcast. And part of the agreement is a sale. He would be named, I guess, the president. But and get paid whatever he got paid. But he made no decisions. The personnel decisions were made by, uh, well, it eventually became Larry Brown and Billy King. And then the money and financial decisions were Ed Snyder who oversaw the whole umbrella of everything. And Ed Snyder would say, do what you have to, whatever you have to do. I don't care what it costs and do it. And he was good like that. And he wouldn't interfere with basketball. He may have interfered with hockey uh, because he really knew the hockey, but he didn't interfere with basketball. So you got to get a guy that wants to spend the money, doesn't want to raise tickets every year as the Sixers do uh, and doesn't care about his bottom line, but cares about winning a championship. The question I always have for Josh Harrison, I think Blitzer's difference. And it's a sad for the Sixers fans and you guys that Blitzer wasn't able to do what the original deal called for. The managing partner would switch after it was four yeah, or five every years. every other
0: year, right? Yeah, yeah,
3: but they because he works for a company called Blackstone in New York, he says, if you leave the city – you can't work for us. And he couldn't do it. That's why he runs the Devils. So he would have been better. He's a, a basketball guy uh, who wanted to do the right things. And Josh Harris is just a bottom feeder. That's why he's trying to get the Mets. That's how he got the Premier League. You know, teams that a bargained. That's how he got the Devils. He, he wasn't supposed to get the Devils, but that owner, and I know the guy who was supposed to get it because he lent him a lot of money, who now owns the, the Coyotes in Phoenix, uh, but he just he's just trying to get the best and, and Spectacore wanted to get rid of the Sixers. And that's how he got that. He doesn't care about winning. If it comes down to what would you rather do, make more money or win a championship? And he can tell you what he wants. He wants to make more money. And that is the issue. And that's the
0: problem. Well, don't worry. I
3: think an owner should do.
0: We can't stand them either. Um, mm-hmm. so so we, we have a, a Scott O'Neill is on right
3: up there. He's the one that tried um, to, we've, to cut we've,
0: the salaries. Yeah, we've talked about him. We've we talked about him a lot too. We've talked about
3: doctor. He's such a fraud. He's a <laughs> total fraud. <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right. Final question. I, I like we, weaponizing Howard for our own personal. What chances. we need. Yeah. Yep. Yeah,
0: see, now you're learning. <laughs> um all right, final question. Um being that it is father's day and you mentioned that your father used to get on the refs and like i remember i loved it yeah i loved it right and like i remember my uh pop up don which was dad my my father's father um would sit right behind the plate in, at the the on right on the left at veteran stadium too right
3: over the first row over the visitors dugout
0: and it would just fucking kick the the wall the whole game and get on every ump's ass about it. And then in his later years, when he was living in Florida, he would watch, he would go to every Clearwater, Clearwater game and watch all the minor leagues, all that. What about your your dad, do you think put you in position to end up doing what you do? Like what, what about him did you take? And what, like, what was it that like, that, that, that made you, you
1: I'll give you
3: a backstory about the officials of baseball. Shag Crawford, who was an umpire, the father of Jerry and Joey, was
1: mm-hmm.
3: behind the plate one game, and we all used to leave uh, in the same the same exit. There was a walkway past security at the vet, you know, near where the seats were, and somehow we were there when Shag was done and dressed and leaving, and he recognized my father, and they almost had a fight right there because he was all because Shag in the off season worked for an oil company and drove an oil truck because they didn't make as much money
2: yeah. so he
3: got on him during the game about you should be out there driving the oil truck right now than <laughs> be <to> play. Yeah. <laughs> so I would get on the players Rick Mundy climbed the dugout and started coming after me one game because I was all over him When it was easy when Carlton pitched left handed hitters could not hit him could it was it was pathetic they looked so bad so i got on rick monday and finally sometime during the game he started climbing up (laughs) the dugout to come after me but what did he do um well obviously he took me to the games uh which wasn't a big part of it but you know it's you kind of understand it along the way but one thing that i'll always remember the eagles played in tampa and at the time he, he had dementia, but he was still at home. He wasn't under assisted care at that time. And we stayed at the hotel right outside of Tampa, coming up the causeway towards Clearwater. And uh, w- one of my sisters uh, drove him over and we sat down and we talked. It was a chance to see him because I came down there and, uh, you know, it was a Saturday before the game. And he said, he said, he wanted to, he wanted to feel good about getting me so interested in sports and he played a lot. He had a softball team, you know, he played basketball, just in pickup. He would bowl and he would do it. He would just do a lot of different things. And he got me interested in sports, which, you know, I was, I guess I would have been interested in anyway, but nonetheless, he was the guy who was very, very with season tickets for the Sixers for the Phillies He didn't like Leonard Toast, so he never got him for the Eagles because he was in kind of that same business. And he knew Leonard Toast was a terrible businessman. Uh, But in hockey, wasn't wasn't our thing. But he said to me, he says, you know, I was uh, because I helped you get interested in sports. And and he didn't say it the way I'm just trying to. It's hard to remember how he said it, that, uh, you know, I'm glad that I got you interested in sports. And that was a big help and what you're doing now in your career. So, and it, I'm sure it was. Uh, so I'll never forget that time where he wanted to feel good that he was a big part of what I did and the success I had. And he was right. I mean, I just, he I was at all the sporting things and was interested and wanted to be a sportscaster and wanted to do all those things. So never thought I'd go on the TV uh, and never knew that Uh, he was still alive when I went on TV. But it's just uh, Jim O'Brien was a big part of that uh, because I spun records for him at a top 40 station. But my father kind of, you know, just got me really interested i mean i used to play every day with the things that kids don't do now box ball and handball and stick ball and halfball and wire ball all those things that's that's what i did every day we played football on the street we did everything uh but my father uh your grandfather uh was a big part of helping me get uh interested in sports so i'll never forget that time that he sat there uh i don't know how much he remembered after we left but he did remember that he could remember things from 40 years ago but not 40 minutes ago when it really got when it really got worse Uh, but now there was a lot of people that uh i used to hang out there on saturdays and we used to go to the games and do a lot of things whether it was the phillies or whether it was the sixers that's when the sixers didn't have a process
0: all right. <laughs> one, of, one of the things that I remember best, and obviously him teaching you about sport or taking you to sports was important. I remember Eric. So Eric is my uncle, my dad's, uh, my dad's younger brother. And I remember him telling me once, he was like, hey, if you go up to D and my, my, my dad's father, my grandfather's name was Donald, but everybody called him D. If you go up to D and ask him if, if he thinks the Phillies are going to be good this year. And he'll say, if he says yes, if you say, also say yes, then he'll just say no. Um, and I, I always, I always think of my dad when I think of that, 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 your dad was like kind of a contrarian the same way that, that you are like, like I, I see you and him. Um, uh, so it's, uh, it's funny. Yeah. He
3: would always have an issue. We had issues. Just yeah. like we had <laughs> issues. We yeah. disagree on certain things on certain players. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, when he sat at a game, he would just whether it was a basketball or a baseball game. Yeah, he, he would. We were close enough. It was great that we could yell at people. I got to be friendly <laughs> with a lot of the officials because they saw me sitting there with them and they knew <laughs> who I was I mean, because I was on the air, whether it was radio or TV. I got to be friendly with the, a lot of the officials. I mean, Joey Crawford. Uh, I don't know if he knows the story about his father, you know, and my and my father almost getting in a fight. Uh, But see, Joey and Jerry was, you know, when they had a strike, we almost came to blows when they were picketing in front of the stadium. So, yeah, there was always that when it was an umpire or a player, you know, I would get on the the officials as well. It's just, uh, it was just something that I learned how to do well because my father did it well. Yeah, so it's just, but yeah, but he would take the opposite side. Uh, Not all the time. (laughs) But uh, at some of the time. And he asked runs in the a question, family. Uh, yeah, it definitely well, runs yeah. in the family. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, but see, but the thing is oh boy, I hear the father was always right, ah, uh, right. until the son was thought he right. was right.
0: Well, yeah. happy Father's Day. Um, I love you. And uh, I thank love you, you for, for giving me the ability to manage crazy people in my current job by being around you. By the you. way,
3: I will say this to you. Oh yeah i'm um, the easiest person to manage at that well i'm not the easiest person i'm one of the easiest people to manage because i don't put up i don't put up a fight because i don't want to fight with you over something. So I just—if you tell me something, I listen to you. Unlike some of the other people,
0: yeah. Uh, I, I, it's actually, I,
3: there's only one person that really just
0: doesn't. No, I have a great working relationship <laughs> with everybody I work with. Um, <laughs> look, I'm going to be the longest running WIPPD in the history in a couple of years. So I've, you know, it's because nobody. How long hates
3: was Bigby there?
0: I think he was there nine years, and I'm at—I'm at like six and a half. Okay. Well, Bigby was the worst. All right, (laughs) we're not (laughs) talking Bigby. We got to go. We got to (laughs) go.
3: No, I don't know who was the worst, but whatever. No, I. uh, It's just, but I'll never forget. I'll never forget my father uh, and what he did, and just, uh, you know, it was just, uh, it was kind of cool. He took me, like I said, he took me to a lot of, a lot of games, and I had a seat that a lot of people couldn't have. So that was that was a big part of it. So it was all good so so by the way oh. you may be the branding manager or whatever that your stinking yeah. title is or yeah. program director whatever yeah. it is yeah uh, you may be the boss of the of the host yep. you're not my boss yeah, that's all right, right. <laughs> that's what i always tell them. <laughs> all
0: right
3: thank uh, you howard okay
0: thank all right. you take for care coming of the off. process, the process. Happy
3: right. father's right. day. day joke All right. Joke, a farce. It sucks. It sucks. sucks. All
1: right. I was just warming up. He's just getting into it.
3: I'll ask you one question before I leave. Oh, Jesus. How much overweight do you think Joel MB will come? Two questions. Uh, That'll be the first. How much uh, overweight do you think he's going to come into? I think you should take Joel on walks, and you should be taking 30,000 step (laughs) walks with Joel. Yeah, but he'd want to stop at Shake Shack Burger King.
0: Uh, Oh,
3: boy. All right, and will Ben Simmons actually wear a shirt when he plays again?
0: <laughs> Doesn't need to. <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: <laughs>
2: That's a
3: joke.
0: What a fraud right. he is! Too. All right, get out of here. <laughs> goodbye. i take oh, taking about there.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, fucking what a maniac! Wow, what a what a touching episode of the rights of Ricky Sanchez. That
1: really is. It paints a full picture.
0: <laughs> All right, um. Uh, well, i will going to go work on Casper uh, Ware and uh, we got there a we couple go. other guests coming. Uh, are you down with... Happy Father's Day, everybody. Happy, happy. Father's
1: Day to everybody. Um, stay safe, everybody. Yep. Keep wearing masks. Keep wearing masks. Are you down with TTP? Yeah, you know Lickface.
2: If you don't fuck with me, then I won't fuck with you.
1: If you, if
2: don't, you don't fuck with
0: me, with me, then I won't fuck with you? Will you? <laughs> If you don't fuck with me,
1: then I won't won't fuck fuck with
2: you. you. If you don't fuck with me,
1: then Then I I won't won't fuck fuck with you. But
2: if you fuck with
1: me, I'm gonna fucking kill you! That's the plan